Hey, friends, welcome to another episode of the Best You Can Be Leadership Podcast. I'm honored and privileged to be joined today by Jess Vargan Quest, who is the founder of Lady Changemakers, which is an all inclusive e commerce platform for women owned businesses. She's an expert in creating exposure and driving traffic for e commerce businesses, and she she launched Lady Changemakers in 2021 in an effort to create a central e-commerce hub for women-owned businesses. And the way she describes it is like, think Amazon, but all lady bosses. So the platform launched with 25 founding members by invite only, but it's planning to open up membership for additional members in 2022. And today she's really just focused on helping women grow their e-commerce businesses by educating them on exposure SEO and all sorts of different things that really come from experience and knowledge, which she has, um, but not everybody else does. So I think what I personally gleaned from this conversation was really just further confirmation that we don't need to all be extroverts, that leadership can come in the form of the person who happens to be the most comfortable sitting in the back of the room, just listening and observing, and that there's even power in those characteristics more common to an introverted person than to an extroverted person. So give it a listen and I hope you enjoy Jess's story just as much as I did. Welcome to today's episode of the Best You Can Be Leadership Podcast, where we offer bite-sized lessons and steps that you can implement as a part of your journey towards becoming the very best that you can be. This is your podcast host, Brigitte Bornstein, and just so you know, for planning purposes, we release a new episode the first and third Tuesday of every month with some amazing guests. Thank you so much for joining me for today's discussion. I hope you'll return my handshake to you. You can do that through becoming a part of this community on Instagram, my website, bestyoucanbe.com, or by subscribing and leaving helpful comments. Well, hello, Jessica. Thank you so much for joining us today. I am so excited to chat with you. How are you today? I'm good. Thank you. I'm so excited to be here. Thanks for having me. Oh my gosh, of course. I have to tell you before we get started that a the reason you were on the podcast today, of course, other than you being just gracious and saying yes, was um, you were actually a recommendation to me from a friend who I admire, trust, and respect. And she knows me very well. She knows the mission of this podcast very well. And she was like, you got to look this woman up. She's amazing. And um, I did. And I really just fell in love with your story and your leadership journey. And just, I guess, your journey of embracing the fact that you are an introvert, which we'll, we'll get into, but kind of learning to view that as a good thing and even a great thing. I know that Lots of us listening, I'm sure, are introverts and are really excited to be inspired by what you have to say. Um, but I just wanted to tell you that. So massive compliment. And then first, I just wanted to ask kind of a fun question, if that's okay. Mm-hmm. I usually like to start off with a little bit of an off-topic kind of icebreaker, if you will. And I just wanted to ask, what is something fun that you are looking forward to right now? It can be tomorrow, in the next week, it can be the summer, you name it, just something fun that you're looking forward to. Well, first, thank you so much for that compliment. I'm going to take that in and receive it. And two, thank you for an icebreaker. Introverts love that. Um, So something fun that I'm looking forward to, um, 
interesting that you just asked that because I was just talking with my partner about planning a trip. Um, we really haven't done a trip since the pandemic hit. So um, we are planning a trip to San Diego that I'm looking forward to planning. Oh my gosh, that is awesome. There's nothing like a trip, I feel like, to just like give you all of that. I mean, I love planning that because it just gets you all excited and in Mm -hmm. the mood and then you can look forward to it for months and months. That's awesome. Yeah, I'm so excited. Take me to a beach anytime. That'll be good. And I'm sure from what I know you know about you so far, I'm sure a something restful will be very much well deserved. (laughs) (laughs) Definitely. Yeah, definitely laying on a beach with a a drink in hand is the plan. (laughs) Soaking in the sunshine. I love it. Um, That is awesome. So in your bio, I introduced you as the founder of Lady Changemakers. And I wanted to ask you first question, if you could just give us kind of the about or the elevator pitch of what Lady Changemakers is all about. I feel like from you, that'll be just really unique. So what Lady Changemakers is all about, what your mission is and who you serve. Yeah, Lady Changemakers is a platform for women-owned businesses to gain exposure and sales. I tell people when we first started Lady Changemakers, um, the kind of mission of the business keeps growing, which is really exciting. So we started out as a directory for women-owned businesses, and I used to call us the Yelp for Women. And then I had a bigger vision for it last year where I wanted to not only show women that I could get them visibility for their business, but that I could also help get them sales. So we changed our platform last year to um, not just a directory anymore, but now we're also a marketplace. So we moved from the Yelp for Women to the Amazon for Women. And really what Lady Changemaker stands for is evening the playing field for women-owned businesses. Male-owned businesses receive more funding, investors, they receive more media attention, and all of those things make it more likely for male-owned businesses to stay in business longer than women-owned businesses. And women-owned businesses, most of them don't actually break uh, 100K in revenue a year. Mm -hmm. And that's a huge problem. And so I really want Lady Changemakers to be that platform then that can help uplift women-owned businesses and help them succeed. Absolutely. I love that. Um, What, and this might be a little bit of a loaded question, but what got you interested in the first place? If it's, if it's multiple things, that's okay. It's been a journey, quite honestly, to get to where we are today. I never thought I was going to own my own business. That was never a dream of mine. I did always see myself being a CEO of a company. Um, And I always thought I was going to be in advertising. And then I got to advertising and I hated it. And it was very male dominated. Um, So I had a rude awakening when I came into the corporate world. I felt a lot of sexism in the corporate world, a lot of misogyny, um, a lot of really bad experiences. And so I was almost forced into entrepreneurship from those experiences. And I attempted a um, a company on my um, with a partner a few years ago that failed miserably, but lots of great learning experiences. But from that experience, I knew that I wanted to help women-owned businesses in some way, and I just wasn't sure what that was. And it was that was maybe five or six years ago at this point. So it's been a long journey figuring out how I wanted to get to Lady Changemakers. 
Um, and then I found myself on Instagram all the time wanting to support women-owned businesses. So I was saving them in my, those little folders that you can kind of create in Instagram, those little mm-hmm. bookmarks. So I was saving them in my Instagram. And then when I would leave the house, I would totally forget about them in my Instagram. And I just one day was like, this has to be an easier way to be able to go out in your community and find a women-owned business to support. And that's really where like the seed of the idea came from. That's awesome. Um, I also do just really appreciate how positively you just spoke of what spoke about um, a, a failure in, in business, because I feel like that's not touched on enough, just like how much good can come from failure. I mean, I know just from my young short life so far, I feel like all my failures have actually turned into kind of in a roundabout way, my greatest successes, because they lead us to, you know, where you are today, right? You wouldn't be here if you hadn't tripped and fallen. Um, and I really love that. I think that's really encouraging. Um, is that maybe something where, um, I I don't know, like, could you tell us a little bit more about the rocky road to, or the rocky, the rocky parts of your business growth journey that could maybe encourage that person who is, you know, maybe starting a business, running a business or going the entrepreneurial, entrepreneurial route who's just kind of constantly facing that, like I'm hitting my head up against the wall, I'm falling down and having to get back up again. What, where does your story play into something that you could speak into uh, their lives? Yeah. And I couldn't agree with you more and more people don't talk about the failures or they kind of brush over the failures, but it's Mm -hmm. such a big part to how you kind of form yourself moving forward. And I can talk about it positively now, but I couldn't talk about it positively when it was happening or even a couple of years after it happened. Mm -hmm. Um, One of the biggest things I had to do was work on myself to really, I was uh, so very introverted. Um, When I started a business, I didn't think I would have to be talking to anyone really. I thought we would have clients and those are the people I would have to talk to. And when I know the person that I'm talking to, it's fine. But when I am in a networking environment, that's where I really freeze up and really struggle. Um, so we joined a group called BNI when we first launched our business, which was a marketing agency for small businesses. Um, and we had to join this networking group where we were forced to continuously keep talking to people. It was, it was so hard for me. And I just had never been given the tools to be confident in who I was and even really know who I was. Mm-hmm. So when that business kind of failed, I mean, it clearly failed because I wasn't confident enough to be in business and even understand how business worked. To, so I should have just never gone in business in the first place. But I would really recommend that people grow their confidence in themselves, really work on themselves. And it really wasn't until I worked with a life coach that I really started kind of developing these tools that could help grow my confidence. And then I joined a mastermind that really helped transform how I think about business, how I think about myself and how I can present myself. Um, And those all grew my confidence. And once my confidence grew, I could talk about my business because I just, I, my background is that I um, was born in the Midwest And I really had those Midwestern values of working really hard. All you had to do in life was work really hard and it would pay off. And that was a really rude awakening when 
going through college and then trying to find a job and just my, I, everyone saw me as a hard worker and took advantage of that because I never felt like I had to speak up because my work should speak for itself. And that's just not the world we live in. It's all about who you know. If you know people, they can help you. Um, another thing that I know a lot of women can relate to is we don't like to ask for help. So I'm just one of those people that want to figure it all out on my own. Um, so I really had to learn how to ask for help when I needed it. And all of these things combined together is really what gave me the confidence to be able to speak about my business and really grow it and create a business that I can really believe in. Yeah, I, I especially love how you talked about asking for help. That is so funny. I I feel like I kind of flip flip-flop in some things that just make intuitive sense. Like if I'm in the grocery store and I can't find something, I'm just going to find somebody and ask. Whereas my husband's the complete opposite. He'll just keep looking and looking and looking in the same thing. Like if I can't find a location, I'm just going to ask my phone. I'm just going to use it. But with other things, I agree with you with, with, with things where it's more of a, like, I want to put work into this and have pride in, in my work, not a prideful pride, but just like, you know, job well done. I hate asking for help like Mm -hmm. so much. And I feel like I'm definitely not alone in that. So I appreciate you highlighting that. Um, when you were in your mastermind group that you talked about joining, did you find that other members of that group were walking their own journey too and needing to build their own confidence in order to share about their business? When I entered this mastermind group, I felt like I was the least the person like lowest on the totem pole. Like I needed the most work out of everyone in my mastermind because I joined a group that I knew I wasn't ready for um, in my business journey because I had just started Lady Changemakers. Didn't really, hadn't really started talking too much about it on social, really didn't do, I was just starting to build it. And so I joined this group that um, had a lot of them were already established businesses. They were already growing and scaling their businesses. So I walked into this group being like, I don't belong here. And I think that was one of the best things I could have done because it forced me to go so far out of my comfort zone and really put myself out there. Um, and it really wasn't until like halfway through that mastermind. It was like almost a year long. So about five months into it where I really started to speak up and really start showing myself. And that made all the difference. So I was just so intimidated to be around other successful people because I knew I hadn't had that success yet, but to see where they were in their journey. I mean, one of the best things about this mastermind was that they were so open in sharing their own journey and where they were at and finding out that they had a lot of the insecurities that I had. They had just been doing it longer and grew that confidence that they mm-hmm. needed. Um, but the doubts are always there. Um, they're still questioning their journeys. They had to pivot a lot because it was COVID. So um, just seeing how supportive women-owned businesses can really be with each other was like all the reassurance I needed to know that I was on the right path. That's amazing. Um, And did I hear this correctly? Like it wasn't until five months in of consistently being a part of this that you started to feel like you were kind of coming into that confidence you were hoping for? Mm -hmm. Yeah. And even then I joined a mastermind the year afterwards um, and again, became like a whole new person. So, I mean, when you start doing the work on yourself, you're just going to keep 
leveling yourself up over and over again, because you'll just keep finding something else you want to improve on yourself with. So yeah, it was, it took me a while to even like raise my hand and ask a question during a training that we were doing in our mastermind. I was just always that person that sits back, observes and listens. And then I had to learn how to be that person that also speaks up. Was it a virtual mastermind? So like you would have been kind of raising your hand on a screen. Yeah, it was COVID. So it was 90% of it was all online. Um, We did towards the end of the year, have a small group get together um, because it was only, I think there was less than 10 of us at the time, but yeah, because of COVID, yeah, it was forced to be mostly online. Yeah. Well, funny enough, I actually, um, I kind of think that online (laughs) or like on a screen or something is harder sometimes than in person. I'm not sure what your experience has been like for that or as far as that goes, but um, I just feel like being on a Zoom with a bunch of people like and saying something, it's a like, I don't know what it is, but I just feel like that's scarier sometimes than being in a room full of people and just standing up and saying something. It's a different, I don't know, what are, what are your thoughts on that? Especially kind of coming from the perspective of someone who is introverted. What is your experience nervous level wise of in-person versus online? Yeah. Um, so the exact opposite for me. <laughs> so I, I, I don't know if you're familiar with the Enneagram at all. Um, so I'm an Enneagram five. The Enneagram five is the most introverted on the Enneagram. Um, and everything about an Enneagram five, I encompass like to a T. So it was a lot easier for me. It was so funny because in this mastermind, we actually had an Enneagram coach come on and um, she's the one that kind of did the interviews of us and told us what numbers we were. It was my first introduction to it. And she started off by saying, if there's any fives on here, you guys are thriving right now during lockdown because we don't have to leave our houses. We can do everything virtually. So for me, it's a lot easier um, because I can mute myself if I need to. I can turn my camera off if I need to. Um, I also um, have ADHD and Asperger's. So being in social situations is extremely hard for me a lot of the times, and it takes a lot of um, preparation even to go to an event for me. So I do things like practicing what I'm going to be saying to people, which it blew my mind that other people didn't do that. I thought everybody would practice what they were going to say to people um, for introductions. And if I meet this type kind of person, here's something that I can say to them and like always have these like little tidbits that I can bring out where I, I guess conversations just come naturally to most people. <laughs> and they just, that. they really don't for um, introverts. It's, it's harder for us. So Virtual allows us to kind of absorb what people are saying and be able to come up with responses um, where I feel like social situations, you also, it's, it's a little harder because we have to be responsive a lot quicker. Mm. I didn't think about that. Yeah, because you kind of have to be thinking on your feet as opposed to being able to take your time mm-hmm. and process and then respond. Yeah. The amount of times I come up with a response after the like two hours later, I'm like, oh, I should have said this to them. Oh, <laughs> and I'm like, the I, now I don't know where that person is and I can't respond to that now. <laughs> that is the worst. Or when I, when you say something kind of like dumb and you're like, why did I 
Oh, I I think about things that I have said to people years after I have said them to them. And I was like, why did I do that? (laughs) That's so hard to just like let go of. Um, shifting back to your business a little bit. One other thing I did want to ask you is, um, you know, what advice would you have for the listener who is maybe wanting to start, um, a business from the ground up, but has no idea, no idea where to begin. I think everybody is a little different, but if you are introverted, like me, if you love to learn me, um, I do really well with kind of workbook style things. And I have this book um, I wanted to make sure that I had for this podcast. Um, it's called Mind Your Business. And it's by um, Alafo. And I just got it off of Amazon, but it was the best workbook for helping you to create your concept of your business idea and everything you need to think of to actually get a business going. Um, there's so much that goes into it that I feel like a lot of people just kind of say, just start. But what does that even mean? For someone like me who needs to know all the information ahead of time, um, like I didn't know that you needed an LLC or how to even get the LLC or that it costs money to get an LLC and where should you have your LLC? Um, there's just, and then trademarking and all and having your website. I mean, there's so much that goes into a business that it can be really overwhelming but when I found this Mind Your Business book, it helped break things down a lot easier so I could take things step by step. Um, I am not one of those people that can go all in. I tried that in my last business and the, I feel like that also helped, was kind of why it failed as well because we just jumped all in and I wasn't ready for that. Um, I'm, I'm the type of person that if I just go all in, I'll start spiraling and I it's just not healthy for me to do that. Um, so I still have a full-time job while I'm scaling lady change makers. Cause there's a revenue point that I want to hit, um, before I take that leap and be in lady change makers full-time. And I, and I feel like it's really important for people to understand how best they work and to, so that they can make that educated decision on how to start their businesses. Absolutely. But you know, okay. I just, I really love this one theme though. <laughs> of, um, patience. I love that you have a goal of, you know, a, a break-even point. Um, and you're just, you know, doing that also because you know, your, your own personality, but also because success doesn't happen overnight. So to just be doing your normal full-time job and then building this and letting it grow and then, you know, flourish, um, over time. And then also how you, committed so much time to not just one, but two masterminds. Um, and this book, which I will link in the podcast, by the way, for anybody listening, um, sorry, in the podcast show notes, obviously it's in the podcast. (laughs) Um, but I love that because it does, it just takes so much time and all we see, I know it's the cheesy phrase. All we see is the highlight reel. We only see like, oh my gosh, I made a million dollars and my business is super successful, but you don't see the, you know, the, sleepless nights, the tears, you don't see the slow kind of grind and push to get to that point. We just see the, Oh, I made it. Mm -hmm. Um, So I really appreciate you sharing that. Yeah. And it's, I mean, patience is definitely a virtue and it is hard. It's hard a lot of times um, because you want your business to grow a lot faster. You want to, 
I mean, you see these people going viral all the time and you're wondering why you're not going viral because you think your business is just as good, your content is just as good, and it just hasn't seen that momentum that you're seeing the one out of a million person going viral doing. So staying consistent, it has been really important and just taking, because I do have a full-time job, taking things one step at a time um, and really giving myself grace about this is all I can do and this is all I can contribute, but what's the one thing that's really going to move the needle and is having three posts a day on Instagram really going to move my business? Um, That's one of the biggest mistakes I made um, when I first launched my business was thinking that Instagram was going to be the thing that blew lady change makers up. And then I grew my account pretty, I had um, over 5,000 people in my first year with lady change makers. And then my Instagram got deleted. And what I, yeah, for I'm still an unknown reason today. And I had to start completely over wow. um, late last year, which was awful, but it also made me realize that I wasn't getting a single dollar from Instagram. Um, I do love the platform for being able to connect with my audience and to kind of, I love to educate people on things like SEO and how to grow your organic presence online. So I loved it for that purpose, but realizing that wasn't where my, that's not where I was generating revenue. And that was really eye-opening and it allowed me to release the frustration with the account being deleted, but it just made it, I could start over and here's what I can do with my new Instagram account. And we can kind of go after a more elevated audience this time. So mm-hmm. it was a good, I mean, it wasn't fun when it happened, but um, I did have some clarity after that deletion of my account happened as well. Yeah, absolutely. It's definitely not the end all be all. Um, I want to shift gears now into leadership. So I want to just ask you point blank, what is leadership? to you? I think leadership is showing that you don't have to have all the answers, but you have to be confident enough to take a team in a direction that's part of your mission and to have that buy-in from your team and have that belief in what you're doing. Um, So right now I don't run a team with Lady Changemakers. So my leadership is really the leadership of the business in the audience that I have. So just showing that I have what it takes to help create equality for women-owned businesses is really important. Um, But leadership that I have in the corporate world is really just showing empathy, really. I think that's really missing from leadership these days. Um, And it when I find a leader with empathy, it honestly makes all the difference. Mm. Yeah. Empathy, I think is one of my favorite words. It's really I feel like beautiful. it's becoming one of those buzzwords and I hope it doesn't lose its integrity because it is a really important characteristic that a lot of people don't think they should be showing. Yes. It kind of involves a little bit of I think empathy involves a little bit of vulnerability, which can make it uncomfortable. Mm -hmm. Um, But I feel like it's a beautiful gift to be able to step past that discomfort to then make space for somebody else to feel like, oh, I'm, I'm not the only, only one. Cause I, Mm -hmm. we all, we all want to, you know, what is it? uh, Know other people we want to connect, but we also really want to 
be known. And so for mm-hmm. someone to say, oh, I've, I've been in your shoes. I understand. That's just like a, whoa, wash over me and, and give me a, a lot of peace. Mm-hmm. Yep. Yep. One of my favorites. Um, so then I guess also in terms of leadership, is there, um, you know, leadership and, and having these connections and, you know, maybe throw mentorship into their is there somebody who's inspired you to kind of work towards becoming who you are today? Is there someone who inspired you to dive into your confidence and into your leadership growth? Yeah, I feel like as I evolve myself and level up myself, my mentors kind of change. Um, when I was first starting my business, I really looked up to people like Lori Harder and Lindsay Schwartz, which was the mastermind I had joined her powerhouse mastermind that she had. So she has a community called Powerhouse Women, and that really helped me help set me on this trajectory of launching my business. And then when I grew that confidence, um, I just remember these days so well. There's um, a membership that I'm a part of. It's a photo shoot subscription um, called FemForce, and we shoot at different locations every month. So one of the locations was at a member's house, and it was. If you know Arizona, Phoenix area at all, there's a city called Paradise Valley, which is where all the very expensive houses are, beautiful homes. Um, and one of the, our photo shoot was at this house. And so I went there and I got to meet the owner and her name is Candy Valentino. And I just was, I walked into this house and was just in awe. And I wanted to know everything about her, but me being as timid as I was back then, I could only say thank you for having us in your house. And that was all I could say to her. And then we had another opportunity to shoot there again. And I had to build up the confidence in myself to be like, I want to talk to her and learn how she has this life because this is what I want for myself. And this is what I want for my family. Um, So I did, and I gained up the nerve to talk to her and she has become my mentor since then. Um, she is also the first person to tell me that my business wasn't going to work the way it was structured. Um, she was brutally honest, which is what I needed because everyone I have talked to at that point, it was still just a directory. So at that point, everyone was just saying, this is amazing. I love this. There's absolutely nothing wrong with your platform. Um, but I wasn't making any money. So there was clearly something wrong that no one could help me figure out until I had met my new mentor. Um, And I actually hired her as a business consultant and she helped restructure my entire business. And it is the reason it is what it looks like today. Um, So now I have a clear revenue stream and now I have a clear path to leaving my full and making Lady Changemakers full time. So finding a mentor is so important and finding a mentor that has kind of like the life that you want, honestly. So that's what really set me off was I got to see her life and I knew I wanted something similar to that. And so one of the mistakes I've made in the past was just kind of thinking someone had it all when in reality they didn't. And so they couldn't help me with my business because they hadn't actually been there before. Mm. So with Candy, I'm a... Enneagram five. So I researched the heck out of her. Um, I found out that she had sold and bought and launched multiple businesses. She knew how to scale them. She knew how to grow teams. She knew all the business things. 
So I knew working with her, she could actually help me grow my business. Yeah. I love that. I love that you, I mean, you were, so she was not only the one who inspired you in a sense, but also, also your mentor. That's really great. Mm -hmm. Um, Okay. I'm a little bit biased, but this is my favorite question that I wanted to ask you. (laughs) Um, So I want to ask you, and it's a little bit, this is also a very loaded one. Um, When a lot of us, you know, we see in society, media, pop culture, and when we think about what a leader looks like, oftentimes it's someone with traits that are very extroverted, like decisive, being a social butterfly, not being scared when you walk into a room full of people, bold, confident, things like that. But from my understanding of this conversation, of course, you are very introverted and yet clearly also a leader. So could you please tell us a little bit just about your leadership style, about the journey that you went on to kind of embrace those parts about you and then step into your leadership as an introvert and a leader? No, I think introverts actually make extremely powerful leaders. And I know we feel overlooked a lot of the times, but once you have the confidence, just because you're introverted doesn't mean you can't talk. It's really first we need to grow that confidence in what we're saying. Um, And then when we have that newfound confidence, really introverts are unstoppable. So I think introverts make extremely powerful leaders because when we talk, it's because we have something important to say and we're more soft-spoken, so that forces people to really listen to what we're saying because we talk a little softer. And we're very retrospective, so we really sit back, absorb the information, and we want to come up with really viable solutions. And just when we talk, just listen, because introverts have, when we say things, it's because we have a really important point to make. And oftentimes, it's what's the solution that you're looking for. So I would always look to introverts to find out what they have going on in their head because we keep a lot of things to ourselves. Um, I would, I, I always prefer to pick introverts brains because I know they're thinking of something really great. That is awesome. Yeah. I really like that, but then that kind of plays into the importance of empathy because you have to make someone be comfortable enough to, Mm -hmm. you know, get past that, like, anxiety and nervousness but that's yeah that's really beautiful and um so introverts have quite a lot to donate to the table when it comes to listening understanding observing um probably being the person in the room that notices something that nobody else does and I can see how on any team that would be valuable definitely Um, yeah absolutely Okay. So that is fantastic. I want to just ask you lastly, is there any extra little nugget of advice you'd like to leave us with, particularly on the topic of introverted leadership? And that's advice on top of everything we've already gotten from this conversation, but what else do you have for us? Yeah. um, I would love to give some tips to all the extroverted listeners. Um, If you are at an event and you see someone quietly standing in a corner, not really talking to anyone, please invite them into your circle. And they're likely to be introverted and they haven't gained that confidence yet. And a great way to make them feel more confident and more safe in your circle is to ask them really specific questions because introverts hate small talk. 
Um, so asking them really specific questions, like what you asked me at the beginning, like something fun that you've been doing lately that you're really looking forward to. Um, we love that stuff. So we love diving deep into conversations really quickly because that's where we're most comfortable. Um, we're really thought provoking in that way. So engage with someone that you see introverted today. And I would just love to make all the introverts feel more comfortable and safe in more social spaces. That's the best. And um, I love that. That's like a little challenge at the end of this episode. <laughs> Go and be courageous because even as an extrovert, I, and I, I think I'm kind of half and half, but I still think it takes a lot of courage to see mm -hmm. that one person maybe sitting alone and walk over to them. That takes courage, no matter whether you're introverted or extroverted, but um, take that step, invite someone in, um, be open in your conversation and ask specific questions. I love that. Be an engaged listener. Am I missing anything else? I really, really love that. No, I love that. A homework assignment for everybody. Yes, let's go do it. Um, and I think that just makes the world of a difference for whoever is invited and mm -hmm. inviting because then you get to make a friend. So yes, definitely. Awesome. Well, Jess, thank you so much for hopping on here. I really loved your story and I love just you being um, just a great example for people being patient with themselves, patient with their personal growth, intentional about their growth into the later that they are already meant to be. Um, and then you're just such a great example of what we have to look forward to when we put that time and effort in. So thank you so, so much. Thank you so much for having me here today. This has been an awesome conversation. I've really enjoyed it. Yes, absolutely. Have a great rest of today. Thank you. You too. Thanks so much for joining me on the Best You Can Be Leadership Podcast. If you are as excited as I am about diving into our potential and stepping into the very best versions of ourselves, then follow me on Instagram at bestyoucanbe and don't be afraid to send me a message. You can also visit bestyoucanbe.com and fill out a contact me form. I can't wait to meet you. In this episode, I've stuck my hand out to introduce myself to you, but go ahead and do the same for me. Tell me who you are, what your story is, and what you would like to see most in lessons to apply to your leadership experiences. Until next episode, keep going, keep growing, and keep becoming the best you can be.